All right, welcome to another realestateaudios.com podcast. I am Paul, and it's just me today. No other host, no other, no other guest, no other interviewee. And I want to talk about, as the title implies, pooping on a seller's carpet. Now, what the hell does that mean? Um, and that's referring to a story of me saying something dumb that ruined the deal that with the seller. I basically dropped a deuce you know, figuratively speaking, not literally, uh, on the carpet and ruin the deal. And why am I bringing up dropping a deuce on their carpets? Because uh, when I, we were potty training my my youngest son, Johnny, he's three now, but about a year ago or more, we were potty training him. And now he's potty trained now. But a year ago, it reminded me of it when we were potty training him and we were letting him um, free ball it. And he was going around the house naked. That was, I guess, the method we're we're trying out. It, it worked, but he had an accident on the on the way. You know, it's not his fault. He didn't know what to do. Um, he was kind of figuring things out on his own as well. But he dropped a deuce, a log, um, pooped on the carpet right there. Just popped a squat over that carpet and dropped it right like it's hot. And um, yeah, like I said, it's not his fault. I mean, we you have, if you're worried about it, we cleaned it up, right? We cleaned it up like it was a Taj Mahal on our, our hands and knees, scrubbing it until the color comes off. But it reminded me of that time I had a really good deal in my hands, creative finance deal, but I said something stupid, stupid to the, to the tenants. And the story goes like this. Uh, it was a homeless guy who inherited a house. He inherited a house probably over a decade from his mother. Um, and the, he was literally homeless. Okay, he the house was probably uh, ten miles away from me, but he lived in San Diego, which is about two hours from me. And he lived in his car. His family. He had a. I guess he had a wife and a kid, living out in hotels, out in the car, out in his car. And he had a house, a good house, right in downtown Riverside. Um, but he he needed money. Um, so he called me. He found me on my Craigslist ads. I, at the time, I was doing a lot of Craigslist ads, and they were working fairly well as far as uh, grabbing leads. I was I was writing it in different in in, in a different, more persuasive way. Uh, today, it's pretty saturated, so you got to think real hard about doing Craigslist ads, and you got to be uh, you can't just throw ads up there and expect results. You got to be a little more deliberate on your ad writing because it's very saturated there. But in either case, he called me. He needed money. Um, he needed money and he offered up his house. He wanted 300000 for his house. Um, but I offered him something a little different, something a little more creative because he owned his house free and clear. Uh, so I offered him that he uh, that I buy it for 280000 but with $10,000 down to him out of my pocket and $1,000 a month. I think the rents, the time go for... I don't remember what it was, eighteen hundred at the time, maybe two thousand. So um, I offered him a thousand dollars a month. He was ecstatic about that. He loved it. I mean, there's no interest, by the way, in that thousand dollars a month. It was just until it's paid off, and he didn't bring up interest. He was he loved that idea because it was a monthly income to him every single month. He, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that if he just received the two hundred eighty in cash, he'd probably splurge it all. He loved that idea. So we went through with it. He signed the contract, um, went to escrow. He asked for money before it closed. He asked for a couple hundred bucks here and there to pay for a hotel, which I was fine with, okay? A little money outside of escrow, fine. I had the deal. I, you know, keep it, keep the deal sweet. So I bought a couple hotel nights for him. 
Um, but I did something stupid, okay? So I, I put it into a contract. I put it into escrow, but I haven't even seen the house yet. I have never driven by it. Don't even know what it really looks like. Don't even know what the conditions are. Um, but that's fine. A lot of investors do it. It's the buy houses sight and scene. So I mean, it was still in escrow. I goes back out. So I drove to the house, and he told me there's tenants in it. Um, so I drove to the house. Um, I got out. It, it was in a down. It was you know, a block away from the downtown of that city. I uh, rang the doorbell. Family came out. Um, they're surprised as hell about him selling his house. They had no idea. The man of the house came out. I talked to him right outside, him and I privately. And he was surprised because he was upset, actually, because he had a, a verbal understanding with the seller, the, this, the homeowner. His name is Eugene. He had a, a, a verbal understanding that he was going to buy the house. The, the only problem is that he lacked in credit. He didn't have the means to get a loan. Uh, I took the advice of another investor that basically to take the attitude of screw the tenants. Who cares? You're going to buy the house and you're going to kick them out because tenants suck. That was his attitude towards it. I took that attitude. I adopted it. And it was actually bad advice. Um, I mean, the investor is not a bad investor. It was just his attitude towards that specific situation at the time. Um, So when I talked to him, Basically, my, my answer was this. Look, you got to do what you got to do, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. That was the end of it. Basically telling him, you know, F off. I'm going to buy the house. And that was a stupid decision. That was a stupid, stupid thing. I basically took a dump on his carpet, ruined the deal, made things awkward because I didn't know what else to say. I wasn't savvy with some other tools, some creative finance tools. And that was a per- afterwards, talking with other people, talking to some people I interviewed. That was a perfect deal for a sandwich deal, a wrap mortgage. And he, the, the seller, the tenant has a problem. The problem is that he can't afford a loan. He doesn't have the credit to get a loan. I could have provided that. I already had the deal in my hands. I had the deal in my hands for a seller finance deal, $1,000 a month. Um, I could have wrapped that up. I could have, I could have sold it to him, to the tenant, at $20,000 more at... $1,500 a month at $15,000, $20,000, whatever, whatever amount of money he had to for a down payment, um, at, for a down payment and fifteen dollars to $1,800 a month and collect on the difference, okay? But what happened is when I left, um, the Eugene, the seller, backed, backed off from the, from the deal. It was an escrow. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, could, I've, could, could I have taken... People tell me, could you? You could have still closed on it. You can gotten. Um, you know, he he signed a contract. The deal's a deal, but to go through that headache to screw people like that, you know, I don't want to be in that kind of business. You know, and you shouldn't be in that kind of business either. Just so, just to make a deal happen, just to make twenty thousand dollars. You know, yeah, twenty thousand dollars is a lot of money. Um, but yeah, you know, I screwed up, and um, he went MIA and never. The seller went MIA. He never um, got called me back. I never got a hold of him. He never answered my text. So basically, he sat in escrow, sat in limbo. The deal did, and um, and based my, my what I believe what happened is the tenant called Eugene, called the seller, the homeowner, talked his ear off, basically calling him a bastard for doing this deal behind his back like that, trying to kick him out of the house, and and he felt bad and decided, okay, I'll 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 stop the deal here. 
So anyway, I could have made a really good deal out of that. I could have solved some problems, merged the two, uh, merged the two parties together by creating a solution to everybody's problem. The problem of the seller is he has no money. Okay, I, I can provide that. The problem of the tenant is he doesn't have credit. I can provide that and merge those two and solve some problems here. But I didn't. I basically pooped on that carpet, ruining the deal, making it awkward because I didn't really know what to say. But hey, you know what? There's abundance of deals out there. You know, that's that's um, that's the, the mentality that a lot of guys I interview have, a lot of pro master investors have. Uh, there's plenty of deals. I learned a lesson there. Um, and it's okay. You know, you just go on. Just like my son who who's learning how to who, who was learning how to uh, potty train, you know, hey, he's learning. Everybody's learning. Um, so take that for what it is. Um, oh, I just wanted to bring that story up. Maybe it's a lesson for any of you. Um, I didn't even think about what to say to the to the tenant. I came in with a bad attitude. Um, from there on, I had a completely different change of attitude. That attitude was uh, I, I need to go into situations to solve problems, not to just not to, to screw people over, um, even though that might be the attitude seems like when it comes to the whole business world. You know, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world out there. It's a shark world out there. Um, and I get it. Business is business, and I do take that attitude sometimes. But when it comes to helping out a prospect, figure out what the problems are. I should have dug a little deeper and th thought outside the box a little bit to solve the problem of the tenant. The tenant had a problem. And he had a and he had a dream of owning that house. Why did I why did I want to take that away from him? You know. So that's it for that. Uh, if you want to listen to or hear more emails, interviews on these type of topics on marketing, on creative finance deals, go to realestateaudios.com. Sign up to my email newsletter uh, where I talk about these things on a daily basis and um, I bring up more interviews to you. All right, so go to realestateaudios.com and I'll talk to you later.